Providence Leftist Radio. This is Halls. I'm here with Crow. Today we're going to be talking about uh, some local goings-ons, you know, uh, just the usual police violence and uh, white supremacist activity, which, I mean, you know, you could say, you could you could argue same thing, but uh, we'll What's talk about difference? that. What's the fucking difference? But we're going to talk about that today, along with an incident involving a local politician named Tierra Mack, which we think is uh, getting way more attention than it needs to be getting. There's nothing to see here, folks. So, recently, at the end of June, there was a rally slash protest in relation to the decisions of the Supreme Court in relation to Roe v. Wade. Folks came out in regards to the dissatisfaction of these decisions made by our Supreme Court and, like, how they don't stand for it either. Others also showed up in relation to being tired of the constant being told that we can vote away our problems when it's shown that you can't vote away your own oppression. But there was an incident at that rally at the end of June, June 23rd. What happened was there was a bit of a scuffle. (laughs) You could call it that. That scuffle started because there was a member of CORE who was at that event. Well, first, fill me in and and fill uh, our audience in what's core. Core essentially just chuds, if that's the best way I can put it. Um, I wouldn't exactly put them on the same lines of, like, local white supremacist groups such as NSC or Patriot Front, but they're, like, your general, like, right-wing QAnon conspiracy nuts, essentially. Ah, so I see a shithead. Shithead. Shithead counter-protester. Okay. Yeah. He was causing a scene. People told him to leave. He wouldn't leave. Um, At one point, he even said, uh, tell me how I'm leaving. And that's when someone took that action and dealt with it a little. After that scuffle started, um, we saw that a Providence police officer running for Senate, Gene Lugo, ended up deciding that he was going to use that opportunity to assault his Senate rival, Jennifer Rourke. It is a interesting coincidence that the moment something happens with that scuffle, that this Providence police officer decided to use that opportunity to just end up swinging on someone he is going up against in and, his run for Senate. I mean, you kind of have to question why he's there in the first place. Because, yeah, he's a police officer, and I'm sure they had officers there for... uh you know, to make sure things don't get out of control. But he was off duty. He was not in uniform. It's not like him being the Republican candidate. We're going to assume that he was there to support uh, reproductive rights. Like, come on. Like He was there to start a problem. Same thing with that. And he did. And one thing to know is Gene Lugo had spoken at a core event in the past. So there's that connection as well. And what happened later on is that Gene Lugo, because of his actions, ended up deleting his social media. From what we're seeing, he's no longer running for state senate anymore, which is good, you know? We don't need someone like that, a province police officer so prone to violence, like all of them are, to have any more power than they already do. So, he was suspended from the province police, and everything's ongoing. He's currently pleading not guilty to literally assaulting someone on camera. So we'll be seeing how that develops. From there, things aren't in the clear for Jennifer either. (laughs) Something about who Jennifer has to go up against is pretty hilarious. Because not only was one of her opponents someone who assaulted her, 
one of her new opponents right now has been found out to be someone who wore blackface. We live in a circus, don't we? Uh, what was it? Panem at circus? Like, I don't know. Bread and circuses. Bread and circuses. Yeah, and that was Michael C. Carreo, president of the Warwick Firefighters Union. So he ended up putting his uh, run to go up against her, only for that information to come out just as immediately. You would think that these politicians would have some sort of clue or at least those who are hopeful to become politicians should have some kind of clue to, you know, not post on social media, or better yet, not do it in the first place to wear blackface. Like, come on. What's going on in their heads? Not a lot of good things, to be I mean, honest. are we expecting them to have self-awareness in the first place? Not really. We had a couple of more ongoings. See, recently, with a lot of things going on in this country, we had... Independence Day weekend, and many folks took that as a time to celebrate, but Providence Police used that as an opportunity to continue their terror on our city. See, there's some video going around that you may have saw already. If not, you can find it on the Pack Instagram account, where you'll be able to find a video where you'll see two high-ranking Providence police officers, one being a lieutenant, another a captain, putting someone in handcuffs because of disturbance that occurred. After they put this person in handcuffs, they already had him down. You have two grown men on this 21-year-old. And in that footage, you see them pick up his head and slam it right on the street cement. And and I, I just can't... I just can't with these fucking like i'm not even a person of color and it's still just like every fucking time i see shit like that you already have them down they're already fucking handcuffed or zip tied or fucking hog tied whatever you want to fucking call it but they're already down you don't take their fucking head and slam it into the into the asphalt like the fuck is wrong with you yeah the excuse they had is the same excuse these police who use these great amounts of violence on our fellow people was that the person was resisting arrest but honestly it is not part of protocol to grab someone by the head who's already handcuffed and slam it onto the floor that was just a pure act of violence as mentioned those officers involved was captain stefan Gensarella and lieutenant matthew Jeanette. currently one of them is also on leave for an injury on the video doesn't really show them being injured at all and they haven't really explained what that injury was so it's interesting what's going on there whether they're just trying to find ways to make excuses or cover up their own tracks but as of things going on right now there really hasn't been any real punishment for these officers who again assaulted just an average person trying to celebrate 4th of July, which personally, there's nothing to celebrate, which we'll get to in a little bit. And and that's and that's the other thing that really hit me with that video, is that, like, if you watch it, you can hear the fireworks fucking going off in the background. It's, like, it re- it's it's really poignant. It's, it's just, it's really on the nose. Just, like, yeah, the people who are celebrating are doing it in spite of the fact that this is still happening. Like, there's not a whole lot for us to fucking celebrate right now. Yeah, there's not much to celebrate. I mean, 
We also remember that this past weekend in another part of the country, um, there was a mass shooting while fireworks were going off. You can see footage of fireworks in the distance while people run for their lives. Was that at the fucking parade? It was a parade, but I do not recall which exact parade that would be. Uh, Highland Park? Yes, Highland Park. Gotcha. All right. Because there's so many shootings, we can't tell which one is fucking which anymore. And last mentioned, there is nothing to celebrate a country like the United States. Honestly, what are we celebrating? Are we celebrating the amount of violence this country keeps doing onto the impoverished and marginalized people? Are we celebrating how this country was built on the hard work of immigrants? These same immigrants were treated as trash? Well, immigrants and slaves and just still slaves if we're counting the prison labor, which we should. Or are we celebrating the freedom to be fucking livestock to produce babies uh, and future workers for our capitalist overlords seriously tell me what we're celebrating and that's when where we had a really nice event this past weekend called fuck the fourth fuck the fourth was an alternative to the toxic patriotism that is independence day because we will not celebrate a country that has continued to do so much violence to literally everyone who isn't just a cis white man. Yes, cis white man, but let but let's be clear here. Cis white men with power and property. money and property, which I mean, come on, if you've got money, you've got power and you've got property. Let's call it what it is. This isn't just an attack on races. It's an, it's an attack on classes. It's attack against the people who have power versus the people who don't. And we can even look at the Declaration of Independence, where everything written on that was pretty much just a whole lie. Because we know that when we look at the statements put out for Fuck the Fourth, one of the statements was, The systems in place were not built to serve everyone. All people are created equal was a hypocritical facade, even in its own time. And that is our other co-host called Carlos Cat. <laughs> He's gonna be taking a short nap in a separate room. Yeah. So, what was Fuck the Fourth? Fuck the Fourth was a punk and electronic fest that happened at AS20 on July 3rd. It was an event, like I mentioned, to be an alternative to the toxic patriotism of Independence Day. There was 19 performances throughout the day. Folks had a generally amazing time where we had groups like Red Ink talk about uh, the community education they do. We had tables such as Boxing as a Form of Resistance, who gave free lessons of self-defense to anyone who would want to. We had a table of harm reduction, to even having a speaker of the Rhode Island Tenant Network talk about what they do and how people can join in. That event was a success. It sold out. People went on till 1 a.m. It ended with a young group called Catalyst ending us off while doing an emotional set that was also a farewell for someone who had passed away in their community recently. It raised $1,700 for WFRI, who do a variety of things such as abortion assistance. No other way to celebrate the 4th of July than not celebrating at all and raising funds for abortions, right? Moving past that, we had a couple of other things going on. Because when we talk about white supremacy, there is more than just the general white supremacy that we see from the Providence police. There are white supremacist groups such as Patriot Front 
and NSC who keep coming back here even though they know they're not welcome because they'll never be welcomed in our city. Whenever we get the chance and we see them put something up, it will always be taken down. White supremacists around New England, why are you so fucking dumb? Like, seriously, we are getting to a point where uh, it's really fucking scary how much activity we're getting out of the white supremacist groups in this country, the, the fucking militia groups. Like, yeah, yeah, you mentioned Patriot Front. They had uh, a march in fucking Boston recently where they assaulted um, a black artist and activist on the fucking street. And Patriot Front was also the same group of fucking dumbasses who piled uh, 31 fucking people armed to the fucking teeth in a U-Haul to drive to a Pride event in Idaho. Um, what I find really interesting about that incident is that, like, they weren't all from fucking Idaho. Like, there were people from a whole lot of fucking states in that U-Haul. And thankfully, someone tipped them off, and they all got arrested. Um, but really, who knows what charges they're going to face if any of them are going to see jail time. Because, like, we've seen it over and over again in videos throughout the, like, uh, Black Lives Matter protests, the George Floyd protests. We've seen the cops say over and over again, that, like, hey, I'm, we're so glad you guys have our back. We got yours. Like, come on. It can't be more clear at this point whose side the cops are on. And it's not fucking ours. Yeah. It's hard to think that the police who terrorize our communities are going to be the same ones who are somehow going to protect us from these people not only are these people like well armed and highly motivated they're also highly organized because these guys all came from different fucking states um it's not like all these people were in fucking idaho and decided to like do this and get in a u-haul no they had people coming from fucking texas oklahoma like, can't remember all the states that they listed, but seriously, they are sending people to a rally point to undergo an operation to start uh, a riot or civil unrest or just fucking hurt people. And we need to recognize that as 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 leftists, as 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 communists, as whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. But we need to recognize that these people are fucking organized and we need to get organized we need to be able to uh identify targets that they might have uh against marginalized people so that we can make sure that nothing happens to them because uh if we are not prepared they will be and i also want to note that um when we look at like things like it's always a joke about leftist infighting for example it's just like a common thing but we need to start taking into account that it's Time to have a real united front to actually be able to protect each other in regards to these upcoming struggles that we will be having. Because if we look at Patriot Front and NSC, these are two groups that generally would be been at odds with each other. But if you look at what happened in Boston, like we talked about earlier, um, some folks noticed that they saw members of NSC, an entirely different group, along with the Patriot Front, like they're working together now. So knowing that they're working together, knowing that they're combining their numbers, kind of it needs to put that acceleration where we all need to start preparing ourselves even better as well. 
And, and that, and that kind of goes into my thing too, is that like with the East Providence thing and people from NSC, uh, National Social Club 131 or whatever, those people, um, that got arrested for it, which is like a fucking rare thing for like white supremacist group members to get arrested um while they're like hanging up recruiting posters usually they do it in the middle of the fucking night and they just like the posters just show up no one sees who put them up like that's how they like to do things yeah i do want to note the reason they got arrested for example they weren't arrested for hanging up white supremacy um flyers they were arrested because in East Providence, it was against the law to staple anything on utility poles. Yeah, yeah, fucking anything. It's like if you wanted to, like if you had a lawn mowing business and you said like, here, here's here's my number, take a little tab thing. Like you'd get arrested for that fucking too. Like, so yeah, they wouldn't, like they're not being arrested because they're white supremacists. They're being arrested because the bullshit laws that don't matter. Um, The people that got arrested, so Stephen T., uh, Feria of Portsmouth and Austin Conti of Yuma, Arizona. And this is what I'm talking about is that like these people are not locals. They're not Rhode Island residents, they're not Massachusetts residents, fucking Arizona. It's because they're bringing people up here for a specific task, for a specific goal. Um, and that way, uh, once, like, say, for instance, if, if they're caught on fucking camera, uh, putting up these flyers. This guy just goes back to fucking Arizona and the cops never find him. Like, that's that's the point. That's the point. It's why they bring people from out of state. It's because they're harder to find and harder, harder to track than if you find, like, I don't know, Cousin Ricky who works at the local gas station. Everybody knows his fucking face. Or some dude named Tyler in Pawtucket, for example. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we talk about, like, why are they showing up, for example? Why do they feel welcomed? It's all down to the fact that, again, we do live in the United States that was built on white supremacy that's upheld by capitalism and capitalism white supremacy as we talked about many times in the past go hand in hand so long as capitalism exists so will white supremacy and and along with that they're feeling more welcome because of the divide that we have between right and left right now where uh there's not a whole lot of people who are really in the fucking middle anymore. Everyone's got a strong fucking opinion, which means that uh, people who would five or ten years ago have been like, ah, I don't know, this sounds kind of sketch to me. Um, they're now going like, wow, these people are hearing my concerns. One other note when it came to the incident in Boston, Reverend Kevin Peterson, the founder of New Democracy Coalition, had talked about how he was saddened but not surprised of white supremacist activity in Boston. Um, He literally puts it in pretty clear terms. Boston has had a long legacy of racism. In fact, the city was founded on racism. Slaves were imported here. And that legacy continues into 2022. In order for us to make sure groups like these, like, fully back off, we need to make sure that these cities that we all live in, specifically our city being Providence, that will have no place for these people to ever come into it. Because and we need to make sure they're never welcomed. And if they ever try coming into here, we need to be prepared to drive them out. It's one thing to make a statement and say that like white supremacy isn't welcome here. That's fine and all, but like it's the whole paradox of uh, tolerating the intolerant. 
where we can say like, hey, we don't tolerate this. But if there's no action behind it, um, the intolerant are always going to find a way to take over and eliminate the tolerant. What I'm saying is that we can't just make a fucking statement because I I don't want to live in a world where white supremacists aren't scared. I don't want to live in a world where we're more scared than the white supremacists are. So as we talked about, we see these issues of white supremacy, these issues of police violence. Again, what's the difference? And you would think that folks would be focused on that and being ready to see what actions are we ready to take? What planning are we doing? What 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 are we going to do in relation to tackling these issues? But instead, you know what a lot of people are wasting their time on? You know what oh, we just saw? What What's an embarrassment to see? You know what's a real big embarrassment? Seeing people like Brother Gary of BLMRI, not to be confused with BLMRI Pack, two completely different groups, but Brother Gary decided it'd be a good idea to go and talk with on video with a locally known right-wing radio host a radio host who has all sorts of things in relation to him which the one thing i want to focus on because it's really relevant is that this radio host is the same radio host who if you look at um past incidents you would find that sometimes he would have bodyguards And those bodyguards, if you looked into them, were to be found out to be members of these same white supremacist groups, such as the Patriot Front and and NSC, for example. We're seeing this right-wing radio host who has had bodyguards who are white supremacists, fully confirmed white supremacists. And someone like Brother Gary decides that he wants to go and talk with him on video and agree with him so that they can both together put down Tiara Mack just because she did a twerk video at the beach. Like, what the fuck is that? Why is this even newsworthy? Why is this even worth talking about? Because I understand that we want to, like, hold our politicians to uh, a higher standard, but by that we're talking about, like, like like, not... doing shitty things to the people who live here like, like not them not standing not, by their words yeah standing by their word and and uh being very deliberate about the the words and how they talk about their policy like their policy is what we care about i don't care if tiara mac is twerking on the fucking beach because tiara mac is a fucking person outside of being a politician and she's allowed to be a person she's allowed to have fun And it just screams of, like, this trope where we ask uh, people of color to be representatives of their entire race when they are in positions of public office. We ask them to be professional at all times. And I got a bone to pick with professionalism. Like, I don't care if someone is professional as long as they are authentic and they mean what they say. No, they want people to be fucking professional and they want people to not be like loud or boisterous or have fun. Uh, and I'm just like, what are we fucking doing here? What are we talking about? It's a fucking twerking video. The the greater issue in all of this isn't a senator twerking. Like, who gives a shit? 
The problem is these supposed activists who are wasting everyone's time trying to make that as a bigger issue than it is because it's not an issue. And then allowing themselves to then at that same time collaborate with right-wing entities. Like, you know what puts us further back and what makes things harder for the future? Working with the same people who at every other turn want to drag us all down. So just using your opportunities to collaborate them to drag someone else down with knowing that that same person is going to drag you down at a different point is crazy. Seriously, you want to be a part of a BLM group. Um, You do realize that doing shit like this undercuts the entire movement. Uh, Now you have a fucking Milo Yiannopoulos situation where right-wingers can go and point to this video and be like, Ah, but, 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 but this black guy agrees with me. Like, seriously, you're undercutting the whole movement. What the fuck are you doing? Ending off with that, I do want to mention that, you know, I'll give Tierra Mac some credit for this, though. Played this really well, where I noticed that Tierra Mac on, like, social media, for example, on Instagram, went from, like, about 2K followers to, I think I last checked, like, 13K. Like, turned that controversy into, like, into growth as well. And that's pretty cool. It's exactly what I was talking about. Like, we don't care if she's fucking twerking. We appreciate the authenticity. And and maybe maybe I don't agree with every single policy proposal she's ever had. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I, I know you don't. But, like, I can disagree on policy and still like a person and still think that they are one of the best people we have in office right now. Like, we're having a hard enough time already. Don't make it harder for everyone in this movement to get the to the goals that we're hoping for fucking equity not just equality fucking equity and then we can maybe get equality but let's get the fucking equity first so i am very happy to talk about this like this fucking shit we've been talking about has been pissing me off for good reason but this is something i'm very happy to talk about uh the music for this week is actually uh, my song, it's my first music that I've been able to put out so far, uh, for my project Bubblegum Punk. I started it, like, five years ago. It's been mostly a solo project since then. Uh, the song's called This Machine Kills Gender Norms. The title is a bit of a reference to, uh, fucking icon Woody Guthrie. This machine kills fascists, and, you know, it's the goal. But This Machine Kills Gender Norms is just about getting religion out of politics and out of the legislation that affects people's lives it's funny is i wrote that before the fucking don't say gay bill it was after the bathroom bills but i wrote it before don't say gay i wrote it before all the supreme court bullshit it was released two days before roe versus wade this is not a new thing that's happening it's been happening for a long time and the fact that it that this song just becomes more and more relevant as time goes on uh, is why I'm glad that I released it when I did, and I hope that it brings some comfort to uh, some people and some fire to others. And that's going to be it from there. Hope you all have a good day. Take care. Peace. Greetings, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. I hope that you are well, and I hope that you are fighting, because there's a lot to be fighting for.
in every fucking way Rest of the world better get themselves ready Skydiving's got no hold on me Hop around all I see Christian fans controlling people like this Can they I grant a god Fairy tale and save my life Feeling safe to be, be anywhere 